اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم آمن الرسول بما انزل الیہ من ربه والمؤمنون کل آمن باللہ و ملائکتہ و کتبہ و رسولی لا نفرک بین احد من رسولی و قالو سمینا و اطانا غفرانک ربنا و الیک المصیر This messenger of ours believes in that which has been revealed to him from his Lord, and so do the believers. All of them believe in Allah, and in his angels, and in his book, and in his messengers, saying that we make no distinction between any of his messengers. And they say, we hear and we obey. We implore your forgiveness, our Lord, and to you is the returning. In commentary of the words, Wufrana Karabbana, Hazrat Khalifatul Masih al-Abul Razi Allah, one who wrote, that تمام لوگوں پر ایک وقت قبض و کسل کا آتا ہے اس کے دور کرنے کے لیے یہ حکمی علاج ہے کہ فقہائے آئمہ میں سے ایک امام کا یہ مذہب ہے کہ جو مجھے بھی پسند ہے کہ اللہ انی اعوذ بھی کا مین العجزی والکسلی کی دعا واجب ہے آج کل مسلمان یا تو عجز میں گرفتار ہیں یا کسل میں عجز کہتے ہیں اسباب مہیا نہ کرنے کو اور کسل کہتے ہیں اسباب مہیا شدہ سے کام نہ لینے کو ان کو چاہیے کہ وہ کسل چھوڑ دیں جس کے اسباب میں سے ایک قبر و غرور خود پسندی بھی ہے حضور ایکسپلینس دیٹ دیر از اے پریئر دیٹ ون آف دا آئمہ آف دا ون آف دا امامز آف دا آئمہ ہیز سیڈ دیٹ وی شوڈ کنسیڈر نیسیسری فار آور سیلس اینڈ دیر از اللہ انی اعوذ بھی کا من العجزی والکسلی That, O oh Allah, I seek your refuge from ajzi and kasl. And he said, ajz or ijz refers to a person not doing something because he is unable to, he lacks the means. And kasl refers to someone who has the means to do it, but he fails to do it. So this is a prayer that we can say is jami in a certain way, in a certain way that it is encompassing. And any prayer that is encompassing is something that appeals to the mind is something that we should strive to offer. So this is a prayer that we can learn and strive to offer. Because everything that we fail in, it comes under one of these two reasons. One is laziness. We have the means to do it, we have the time to do it, the opportunity to do it. Nothing is stopping us except for our own negligence or our own laziness. So seeking refuge from Allah Almighty from our laziness is an important prayer. Because a lot of times our failure to do something is not from a lack of knowledge or lack of ability, it is from a lack of action. It is from lethargy. And that is something that has a meaningful impact and a negative impact on our spirituality and our progress. But also, ajzi is described here. That a person is unable to act, he is unable to act, he lacks the means to do it even if he wanted to. So this is something that can often be removed, and this is what we pray for. At times we lack knowledge, we lack understanding and awareness, we don't have the information available to us. Many times we learn something even in our tafsir of the Holy Quran that changes our perspective on how it is that we should be worshipping, how we should be praying. And so before we were suffering from ajas, it wasn't that there was kasal there, it's not that we were unable to do it even though the information was available to us. At times we didn't even know, but then when we know and we learn, then our capacities increase. So when a person realizes that there are so many dormant and untapped capacities and potential that he could, um, that he could work with, if only he was freed from ajas, the inability that he has from doing goodness, from striving forward, then he would certainly want to pray that Allahumma inni a'uzu bika min al-ajzi wal-kasri. So in this way, it is one of those prayers that is encompassing. 
It describes two aspects of something that we experience on a daily basis. And if we learn this prayer, then it would be beneficial if we were to recite it and we were to observe it with that, with that reflection. <clears throat> the next verse after this is, La yukallifu Allahu nafsan illa wusaha, lahama kasabat wa alayha maktasabat, rabbana la tuakhizna inna sina aw akhtana, rabbana wala takhmil alayna isran kama hamaltahu wala lazina min qablina, rabbana wala tuhammilna ma la taqata lana bi. وَافُوا أَنَّا وَغْفِرْ لَنَا وَرْحَمْنَا أَنْتَ مَوْلَانَا فَانْسُرْنَا عَلَى الْقَوْمِ الْكَافِرِينَ Allah burdens not any soul beyond its capacity. It shall have the reward it earns and it shall get the punishment it incurs. Our Lord, do not punish us if we forget or fall into error. And our Lord, lay not on us any responsibility as you did lay upon those before us. Our Lord, burden us not with what, you have not, what we have not the strength to bear. And efface our sins and grant us forgiveness and have mercy on us. You are our master, so help us against the disbelieving people. In commentary of this verse, and particularly of the point of La Yukallifu Allahu Nafsan Illa Wusaha, Hazrat Masimah has written about that pain and that difficulty that a person goes through when they leave their Nafsi Amara and they strive towards Allah Almighty, and how a person can ultimately attain pleasure in worship. Hazur explains, that ibadat ke liye dukh uthane se hamesha ye murad hoti hai ki insaan un kamon se ruke jo ibadat ki lazzat ko dur karne wale hain aur unse rukne mein awalan aisi zarur takleef mehsoos hogi aur khuda ki narazamandi se parhez kare masalan ek chor hai usko zaruri hai ki wo chori chode badkar hai to badkari aur badnazri chore isi tarah nashon ka aadi hai to unse parhez kare اب جب وہ اپنی محبوب اشیاء کو ترک کرے گا تو ضروری ہے کہ اب وہ لبل سخت تکلیف اٹھاوے مگر رفتہ رفتہ اگر استقلال سے وہ اس پر قائم رہے گا تو دیکھ لے گا کہ ان بدیوں کے چھوڑنے میں جو تکلیف اس کو محسوس ہوتی ہے وہ تکلیف اب ایک لذت کا رنگ اختیار کرتی جاتی ہے حضور ایکسپلینس دیٹ ان آڈر دیٹ وی مسٹ بیئر ہارڈشپس اینڈ اے سرٹن پین فار دا سیک آف گیننگ دا پلیجر اب اللہ عمائی And when a person leaves a bad habit, then he definitely has to go through some level of discomfort. But Allah Ta'ala does not burden us beyond our capacity. For example, a person who is a thief, he must abstain from theft. A person who does evil, who, does, um, uh, who, who looks with women, to women with lust or he acts on his lust, then he must leave that as well. A person who is addicted to intoxicants, to inebriation, it is necessary that he abstain from that. Now, when a person leaves these things that are beloved to him, that he is attached to, then definitely in the beginning he will go through a great deal of hardship and he will feel a great deal of pain. However, gradually, if he is consistent and he remains steadfast on his um, intention, then he will see that the pain that he felt in leaving those evils will begin to disappear. And in place of that pain, a pleasure will take its place. Because... Um, when a person leaves evil, then there is a pleasure and goodness that happens. So this is something that we spoke about in yesterday's Dharas as well, that how is it that a person can leave bad habits and how a person can resist temptation. So here Hazrat Masimahud is describing that although there is initially a pain, but that pain goes away when eventually our experience and our common sense takes over. 
So nobody is denying that there isn't a pain in it. Of course there is a difficulty in pain, but it is the overcoming of that temptation and a consistency that is needed. And then what a person considered previously to be a temptation is no longer a trial for him at all. So it is all just stages. It is not some absolute thing where Islam says that we have to deny our nature. A person who says that Islam requires that we deny our nature is a person who has assumed that their habits is human nature. It's a very pretentious thing to say, that the habits that I've fallen into are human nature and so it's hard to do. It's the same thing as somebody who's suffering from morbid obesity telling his doctor that you're telling me to deny human nature. He himself developed the habit of eating unhealthy and just shoveling food into his mouth and then for him to think that now this is human nature and it is unnatural for this person to put restrictions on my behavior, that is his own ignorance, it's his foolishness. So when a person develops a bad habit, then his nature becomes accustomed to that crookedness. And for him to leave it will definitely be painful, but him leaving it, it being painful does not mean that it is unnatural. It means that he is now returning to his health and he is abandoning the unhealthy uh, twist the, the, the twist that he had put into his own nature. So this is the same thing that applies with spirituality. Islam and Allah Almighty brings us back to the pure nature that we are created on. So Huzur goes on to explain that wo taklif ab ek lazzat ka rang ikhtiyar karti jati hai kyunki un badiyon ke bin muqabil nekiyan aati jayengi aur unke nek nataij jo sukh dene wale hain wo bhi saath hi aayengi. یہاں تک کہ وہ اپنے ہر قول و فعل میں جب خدا تعالیٰ ہی کی رضا کو مقدم کر لے گا اور اس کی ہر حرکت و سکون اللہ تعالیٰ ہی کے امر کے نیچے ہوگی تو صاف اور بین طور پر وہ دیکھے گا کہ پورے اطمینان اور سکینت کا مزہ مل رہا مزہ لے رہا ہے حضور ایکسپلینس دیٹ وین ہز ایول ایکشنز ول بی ریپلیسڈ بائی گڈ ڈیز دین دس ول ہیپن اسلام رسم سے ابسٹین فرام ایول اینڈ دیٹس اٹ The purpose is to replace that evil with goodness. We don't stop doing something and create a vacuum. It is um, a change in behavior, not an absence of behavior. So Azur says that when those evil actions will be replaced with good actions, then when the good results, the healthy results come from those good actions, then he will start feeling that peace and that serenity that comes in righteousness and goodness. Um, a person continues in this until his every action and his every word is for the sake of attaining the pleasure of Allah Almighty and he gives the pleasure of Allah Almighty precedence over all other things. And um, everything comes uh, under that peace and security that Allah Ta'ala gives and he attains that pleasure. Hazur says that, وہ حالت ہوتی ہے جب کہا جاتا ہے کہ لا خوفن علیہم و لاہم یحزنون that there is no fear on them nor is there any grief. اسی مقام پر اللہ تعالیٰ کی ولایت میں آتا ہے اور ظلمات سے نکل کر نور کی طرف آ جاتا ہے دس پوائنٹ اے پرسن کمز ان دا فرینڈشپ آف اللہ امائی اینڈ ہی گوز فرام ڈارکنیس ان ٹو لائٹ سو این امپورٹنٹ پوائنٹ ٹو ریمبر ہیئر وین وی اسٹرائیو از دیٹ اف وی آر اسٹرائیونگ کریکٹلی دین دیر شوڈ بی اے پلیجر اینڈ اے پیس اینڈ اے ہیپینیس دیٹ اے پرسن فائنڈز ان ڈوئنگ گڈنیس اٹ از ناٹ ایمپٹی ڈاکٹرن اٹ از ناٹ ڈرائی ایکشنز اور ڈسپلن دیٹ وی آر بلائنڈلی ایڈیئرنگ ٹو But there is to be a benefit in it because the teachings of Islam have intrinsic wisdom and value in them. And when a person acts on them, then he definitely attains a good result of it. This is why even if a person wants to be atheist and does not even believe in God, even then the teachings of the Qur'an should be able to stand on their own merit. Myself, when I was thinking when I was a teenager whether Islam was the correct religion or not, then the only, there were only two options for me. One was to be a Muslim and the other to be, was to be an atheist. And the conclusion I, with a teenage mind, came to was that even if no God exists, 
the merits of the religion of Islam are such that they stand on their own, I would still have no choice but to be a Muslim in practice. Because to abandon and disobey the teachings of Islam on any of these things is something that leads inevitably to misery. It doesn't give peace of mind. A person is always anxious. He is living in the fire and hell of his own self. So any example that we can find, it leads to a dissatisfaction and misery. These examples that Huzur gave in this particular quotation, he spoke of people who are addicted to theft. They're used to making an easy dollar, and it becomes a pleasure for them. But also they constantly live in fear. They're always looking over their shoulder. There is no happiness in it. When you tell them to stop stealing, it seems like suffering for them to have to work. They cannot imagine going to a 9 to 5. But when a person is freed of constantly being afraid of when is it that my time is up, when is it that I'm going to be booked and, and go to jail, then a person feels a peace. So when a person leaves illegal behavior, then there is a sudden feeling of euphoria that a person has in the security of being a law-abiding citizen in society. And no matter how many of the luxuries that a person can enjoy in the riches that he gets from whatever illegal activities he has, luxuries cannot be enjoyed without security. There's a psychological pyramid by which a person is able to experience pleasure. And in the absence of security, a luxury cannot be enjoyed. Only when security is there at the, as the foundation of that pyramid can a person build the pleasures of luxury on top of it. So theft is something that a person may enjoy but even if he goes down that path of disobeying Islam, whether he believes in God or not, one way or another, he will have to learn the hard way or the easy way that theft is no way to live life. Zur said, Badkari or Badnazri, that to act on our lust and to look with lust. Both of these things are things that people in our society are seeing. There are support groups that are arising for people who are addicted to pornography because of Badnazri, as Huzur said that people begin to suffer the physical consequences of this. A person doesn't need Allah Ta'ala to tell them this. A person can even, being an atheist, realize that the only happiness that I'm going to find is if I conform my behaviors to the teachings of Islam. Huzur gave the example also of addictions, nashe, drugs. We have no shortage of examples of this as well. There's a temporary pleasure that people enjoy. Every single evil that a person does, there is a temporary pleasure in it, but then the long-term effects catch up with them eventually. And then, they realize the gravity of their mistakes. So this is something that if even a teenager can come to that conclusion, anyone can come to that conclusion. That even if I'm going to deny the existence of God, I can't escape the conclusion that the teachings of the Holy Quran are such that my behavior can't deviate from it and I still find happiness. Any point where our behavior deviates from the wisdom of the teachings of the Holy Quran, there will, happiness will elude us and there is only suffering that will be at the end of that line. Huzur goes on to explain that yaad rakho ke jab insaan khuda ta'ala ke liye apni mahboob cheezon ko jo khuda ki nazir mein makroo aur uske manshah ke mukhalif hoti hain chhod kar apne aap ko takaleef mein daalta hai to aisi takaleef uthane wale jism ka asar par bhi padta hai aur wo bhi usse mutasir hokar saath hi saath apni tabdili mein lagti hai. Huzur explains um, or, or read this section again that وہ اپنے آپ کو تکلیف میں ڈالتا ہے تو ایسی تکلیف اٹھانے والے جسم کا اثر روح پر بھی پڑتا ہے اور وہ بھی اس سے متاثر ہو کر ساتھ ہی ساتھ اپنی تبدیلی میں لگتی ہے حضور explains that remember that when a person puts himself into difficulty and suffering for the sake of attaining the pleasure of Allah Allah Almighty and leaves behind his bad habits and, and, and uh, acquires good habits then as a result of this his body goes through difficulties and hardships and suffering but also his spirit also in, in, takes part in some of that suffering. And his soul also inevitably starts to go through changes along with the changes that his body is going through. 
जो एक्सप्लेन्स है यहाँ तक कि कामिल न्याजमंदी कामिल न्याजमंदी के साथ आस्ताना अलूहियत पर बेअ्तियार होकर गिर पड़ती है ये तरीक़ है इबादत में लज्जत हासिल करने का हजूर एक्सप्लेन्स है दैन वन द सोग ऑल्सो बिगिन टू गो थ्रू अ चेंज दैन आउट ऑफ ह्यूमिलिटी इट फॉल्स इन लव बिफोर अल्लाहमाइडी एंड बिफोर द थ्रोन ऑफ अल्लाहमाइडी हेल्पलेसली एंड स्पॉन्टेनियसली एंड हजूर सेज दैट दिस इज़ द वे इन विच अ पर्सन कैन अटेन प्लेजर इन वर्शिप सो एनी टाइम हजरत मसीम और एनी खलीफा और एनी बारी यूज दीज वर्ड्स दैट इबादत में लज्जत हासिल करने का ये तरीक़ है इबादत में लज्जत दैट्स अ मोमेंट वेर आवर यू नो वी शुड इमीडिएटली लिसन आवर इंटरेस्ट शुड बी पीक्ड एंड वी शुड थिंक वट इज़ द पॉइंट वेट इज़ बिन मेड हेयर वट इज़ द जैम एंड वट इज़ द टिप दैट हजूर इज़ गिवन अस बिकॉज दिस इज समथिंग दैट वी कैन यूज़ इन आवर प्रैक्टिकल लाइफ सो दिस इज़ वन पॉइंट दैट हजूर इज़ डिस्क्राइब इन कामेंट्री ऑफ दिस वर्स हजरत मुस्लिम एक्सप्लेन्स इन कामेंट्री ऑफ लहामा कसबत वक्तासबत एक्सपेंडिंग ऑन द पॉइंट मसीम दॉइंटियर ये सद कसब और इकतसाब में यह फ़र्क है कि कसब की नस्बत इकतसाब में ज़्यादा मेहनत और मशक्क़त बर्दाश्त करनी पड़ती है बस नेकी के मतलब कसब और बदी के मतलब इकतसाब का लफज रख कर इस बात की तरफ इशारा किया है कि नेकी एक फ़ितरी चीज़ है जिस पर अमल इंसान के लिए कोई बोझ नहीं होता लेकिन बदी एक गैर फितरी चीज़ है जो अखलाकी कुतों को बरमहल इस्तेमाल ना करने की वजह से पैदा होती है इसलिए उसके मरतकब को ऐसे रस्ते पर चलना पड़ता है जो उसके लिए तकलीफ और अजियत का बायस बनता है ये एक्सप्लेन दैट अल्लाह ताली हज़ यूज वेरी स्पेसिफिक वर्डिंग इन दिस वर्स ही सर लहामा का सबत दैट फॉर यू इज़ वट यू अर्न व अलहा मकता सबत and against you is what you earn so in one place it is talking about the reward that you have and the other it is talking about punishment but there is a difference in the wording for the goodness it is said kasabat but for evil it is said iktisab there is a slight difference in these words and he's explained that about um the, the difference between iktisab and kasab is that in iktisab there is a need for more effort a conscious intention and a striving that is needed that a person bears in order to do something so hazur explains that um for goodness the word kasab is used and for evil iktisab is used and the reason for this is that it indicates towards a reality that goodness is something that is in perfect accordance with human nature and for a person to act on it he does not feel any burden on his nature and hazur says that with evil this is something that goes against our nature and um it is a result of a person using their capacities in a wrong way in misapplying their capacities and for a person to do evil he has to walk on a path that is unnatural and that goes against his nature and that requires effort and requires him to bear some hardship and so this is why the word iktisab has been used so this paragraph if read in isolation is something that initially may seem to be counterintuitive because many people consider evil to be the more easier path they consider it to be the path of least resistance and so therefore it must be something that a person does without effort whereas goodness is the one that requires effort but here the holy quran's wording is rejecting that notion when a person thinks that goodness is something that is hard and evil is something that is easy then again it's because his nature has become twisted the same example is a person who goes to the doctor and says eating healthy is something that is hard but eating unhealthy is easy it's because his tastes have become twisted his entire uh, perception of what is delicious has been so altered by fast food or whatever it is that he's been consuming that he no longer understands what is right and wrong 
So when a person thinks in this way, it is more a reflection on himself rather than on reality. So when a person says that evil is easy and good is difficult, it is not an expression of reality, it is a subjective expression of his perception of reality, a twisted perception of reality. But what Islam has said is that the doing of good is kasab. It is something that is done with ease. It is something that is according to the fitrat that we are created on. But when a person does evil, then it is iktasabat. It is something that a person does as a result of striving and is something that goes against their nature. So with these points, we'll end today's daris. And if we have any questions, then we can address them.